Would you guys ever put peanut butter on your pop tart like after it came out of a uh, toaster? No. 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 Just instantly no. No. Why? Because I don't need the crunch on my pop tart. Oh, get out of here, creamy peanut butter. <laughs> Dude, you're wrong. <laughs> I also never really peanut butter. I, I never really have put my pop tart in a toaster, so. I with him. Ooh. You freeze, freeze your, your pop tarts? No, okay. No. I'm where I know where Kyle's going, and I understand it. I just have never done it. There are certain dessert pop tarts, like the chocolate chip cookie dough, and there was another one. I think it was like the Oreo one, where it was like, oh, throw it in the freezer for five minutes or something like that. Have it nice and cold. Five minutes? I don't know. I remember Carl's Jr. had like a. Uh, Two scoops of vanilla ice cream between two pop tarts deal for a while. That's, that's closest I've ever got. seen to something. Yeah, that's the closest I've seen to anything on a pop tart for like additional though. Why would you choose peanut butter? I just felt like it was a breakfast protein kind of like you put peanut butter on toast in the morning or pancakes. So I was like, you know what, pop tarts? Would you would you do it on a Kay. nice warm pop tart? I've never thrown it on pancake. Okay, either way. I'm very vanilla when it comes to my breakfast, like butter syrup. No bananas, no fruit, no Cool Whip, just butter and butter syrup. syrup. I am no butter man. Gable, I'm sorry. Syrup. Okay, you're right. You are correct. I don't usually put butter. I go margarine. I'm no margarine man either. Gabe just says fucking syrup. But he's a and, weirdo. Unless I'm... A- Unless I made Belgian waffles. My Belgian waffles have to go with whipped cream and either heated up blackberries that we picked or something like strawberries. That is true. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Midnight Salad. Episode 8, if numbers are still correct. I'm Kyle. I'm your host for the evening. Tonight we'll be talking about the things that we have been doing, the things that we have been playing, reading, watching, and even eating. With me this week is Donald. Boy, I was just going to do this, and then I realized that there's an audio portion, so I actually <laughs> have to say something. So I was going to so, say, I... for you audio listeners, Donald waved. <laughs> I'm just going to be your closed captioning for the evening. You're, you're my closed captioning. <laughs> Gabriel. For the blind people. Yes. Hello from down here. And Logan. Howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. I'm howdy, sure Alrighty, guys. Well, we made it through another week. Congrats. We're halfway through April now. Uh, it's it's still kind of blowing my mind that we're. I was gonna say, away. are we halfway? But we are. Yeah, we're already almost. So it's we're already almost a third of the way through the year, which is kind of just not exciting to think about because it's been going by too quick. But the weather's been nice the past couple days outside. It's a little cold as hell, but the sun's been showing, so I've been enjoying it. Supposed to be in the 70s next week, allegedly. Ooh, I'll believe it when I see it. Right? Alrighty, but let's start this thing. Donald, why don't we start with you? How was your week? Shocker, no one. It's been pretty good. Um, Like you've enjoying the weather, kind of gearing up for baseball, getting, pulling the gear out of my closet that's been there for a month. I say half sarcastically. Um, double checking, make sure my shoes are clean. I have both pairs of shoes. Well, through all three pairs of shoes, both pairs of ch- chest protector, all of my masks, 
ready to go. Um, baseball season starts next week for us. I had a game tomorrow, got canceled, and then we had our meeting today. And while we were in our meeting, the commissioner got a call. Apparently, Silets, which is a kind of a Indian reservation, it's a very small town, like, hey, we we're gonna play tomorrow. He's like, no, you're not. It's like, yeah, we scheduled a game and we we're gonna play tomorrow. Well, when did you guys make that decision? Oh, we just got out of a meeting. <laughs> cool. We have no one free. So he's going to see if two people are. I told him, hey, if you need someone, I can get out there. I'm coming in hot, but I can get there. And the commissioner was like, well, I'll see if these two people are available. But if not, then uh, you can head on out there and they start whenever they start. That's their fault. But. So far, it's only three weeks or six-week season. And, dude, I have a full schedule. I'm working two on Tuesday, one on Thursday, one on Friday. And then Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, just bang, 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 just, and that's not including rainouts or postponed games. So mm-hmm. kind of gearing up for that. My gear is going to be living in my car for the next six months. But other than that, uh, just helped Hannah move, which was kind of fun to do. It's been a while since I actually got to help people move and really tired, but I'll let Kyle get in a little bit more of that detail later. Awesome. Well, Gabe, let's move on to you. How have you been? Uh, I'm not sick anymore. That's good. That's good. No vomiting. No, still the occasional headache, but it's nothing I haven't had before. What's life without the headache? Yeah, right? Fantastic. Just a a little, just a little head ringing. Uh, but other than that, this week I had to go fix a pasture fence. Other than that, it's just routine. I went to work. I came home from work. I tried to play game. If I wasn't playing game, I was working on school. Awesome. And you also signed up for school too, right? Or started at least. Yes, I have everything. I finished my FAFSA form with my parents. Awesome. But I have not yet actually admitted myself to uh, LBCC yet. Because when I tried, it said they were enrolling for spring term. And I was like, I'm still in high school. I don't think I can go for the spring term. Yeah, I need to talk to or look at the website a little more. Maybe even just make a fake account to see what it does or whatever. Just because when I went through it, I was already a student before. So it just turned me from an unactive student to an active student. Okay. But, so yeah. is it like spring term, like uh, in next month, spring term or? Yeah, that's the uh, only thing that they okay. have. And then classes, registration for classes for fall term, I think is May 14th or 15th. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, awesome. Um, I, let's see, besides 
doing school stuff, looking at it and making sure that all my stuff was registered. I switched my major over from journalism for what I started to the visual arts program that they have for graphic design. So really excited for that. Got an email confirmation about that. And then also what Donald was saying, we helped Hannah move. And I will say it first and foremost, I am honestly surprised at how quickly we did it. It probably took longer loading up the trailer than it did moving any of the things up three flights of stairs to her apartment. Um, but yeah, I'm sore. Yesterday was, it was weird. The only like pain and soreness I had was just in like my neck and at the base of my skull. But other than that, I felt completely fine. Like my calves kind of hurt, but nothing too bad. Um, her bed frame. I never want to see or touch or move ever again. Um, so that hope, thing's a piece of shit. That thing is a piece of shit. <laughs> Especially on the third floor. Who does that? Exactly. So mean. So what I recommend next time is maybe, I know we can't, get cables or rope and we'll just lower it down the balcony. Yeah. Yeah, why not? You, you, you giggle, Gabe, but that might be the easiest way. I was just laughing at all the people giving you looks, passing by and going into their apartments. I don't care. Surprisingly, there wasn't very many people, like, out and about. I think we only had to move aside once when it was Zach, Hannah, and I. I don't know if Donald was there when she left, or, like, one of the neighbors left, but... I never had to move. I never saw any of the neighbors. Yeah, it was... No, Kyle. Yes. For our listeners, who is Anna? We've never brought her up before. Have we not? Nope. Hannah is my girlfriend. She's my lady friend. Yes. So we helped her move to her new apartment with her friend. And yeah. And was it her friend Kat or? Correct. Yep. And I was having this conversation with Zach, but we never really came to a firm agreement, at least to my knowledge. Kat lives in Portland or had lived in Portland. She's a chem-y or mech or something like that? Yes. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So I have the right person in my head. Yep, I think mechanical engineering. I'm not 100% positive, but perfect yeah but yeah other than that it was kind of a nice week i was i'm still in my routine of going to the gym each morning stuff like that uh this morning was odd it was the first like night without having the cats so i slept until 7 30 i didn't get woken up at 5 30 or 6 wanting food so that was kind of nice um yeah besides that pretty good week I've gone 31 days without smoking now. Feels great. Over a third of a way to my 90-day goal. And, yeah. Good week. Logan, how about yourself? Pretty, pretty standard routine week. A lot of school, a lot of work. Um, Only real standout things that happened this week is today I went to the high school and had to fit as many desks in a classroom as I could for the students coming back Monday they are no longer splitting all the students into two groups it's going to be both coming back at once this Monday and we were supposed to fit 30 desks in my mom's classroom only ended up fitting 20 because they all have to be three feet apart in like each direction so come tomorrow figure out how that'll work nice 10 kids are just gonna have to yeah. stand against the wall most likely there's no other way it'll work but um, besides that, registered for college, so after I graduate, I can hopefully successfully move up there with you guys and just start school right away. 
Awesome. Now I have a question. I may have an answer. Is your is your school walking for graduation? Yes. Okay. As of right guys, now, they are. Are you guys doing it in a like a gym, or are you guys have doing it in an open area like a football field? Out on the football field, they set up a stage and then typically get everyone to uh, sit up in the stands for graduation. How many people you show me yours? Your I'll show you mine. Fifteen hundred, probably. Good lord! A lot, yeah. That sounds about right. I think I was about the size of my class too. How many people in your high school, Gabe? <laughs> Clue? I don't go to the school, man. Like Thirty. Although we are walking, so. Nice. June nineteenth. Awesome. Hey Logan, I'll attend yours if you'll attend mine. I'm not. I'm not doing the stage. I made that choice. It's not gonna happen. Gonna get my. I don't think I have a choice out of there. <laughs> I don't think I have a choice. No, you don't. With, yeah, with how few kids are graduating, I think they're gonna make me. Yeah. Well, you just hold your diploma ransom. <laughs> I opted not to put a senior photo in though. Why? I don't go to school. They were asking me to go to school for a photo, and I was like, no. And then they asked me to pay for it, and I was like, no, no. <laughs> Hell no. That's understandable. All right, let's move on to what we've been playing this week. Donald, mm -hmm. talk to me about this NHL. Love sports games. And... NHL 21, I've kind of been putting off because, um, let's be real, it's like all sports games. The only thing that very much differs from year to year is just roster updates. So I have 20. I've been enjoying that. I've been playing a lot of that. But NHL 21 is coming to Game Pass Ultimate. It's EA, whatever the hell it's called. I don't know, but it's Game Pass Ultimate. And since Gabe was a homie, Super excited to play that. Comes out tomorrow. I'm not going to be able to play it tomorrow. Well, I might play it a little bit tomorrow night. We'll see. But super excited to play that. Awesome. Yeah. What else have you been playing? Uh, so I've been playing Apex. And the more I play Apex, the more I realize I hate Gabe. <laughs> Why do I hate Gabe? Well, let's see. Uh, Gabe and I played today. The first game we played, he had he went 4-1-0 or something like that with like 800 damage or something. Uh, I had 0, 0, and 0 with 117 damage. Second game, I still got curb stomped. Whenever I don't play with Gabe, I just 4 or 5 kills, 1,100 damage, 4 kills, 800 damage, 2 kills, 1,400 damage. I'm, I'm doing well. It's just whenever I get pit with Gabe, fucks up the MMR. Don't get it. Hate it. I'm going to create a new account and test out. Test this, so, test this shit out. I've only ever played that game with Gabe and Donald or Gabe and Logan, so I'd be interested in just playing it with Donald. <laughs> the other game I've been playing, I've been playing a lot of this, and I actually, I've been playing it through Game Ultimate, Game Pass Ultimate through Gabe, but I actually bought it because I enjoy it and it was on sale, and that's Code Vein. Been enjoying it. Standard Dark Souls game. I'm... There are some things that kind of aggravate me about it. First one is 
Dark Souls, rule number one is dodge and parry, right? You know how hard it is to parry when you have an AI? Because when you're trying to time the animation and you go through the animation and then your teammate just like touches them and it staggers them. So when you're recovering from your animation and they just dome you, it's terrible. But the one thing I will say is they have what they call veils, which are kind of like coats or overcoats or cloaks. And there's different styles. And the different styles will change your parry animation. There's one that's like a claw you pull out like this. And if you successfully parry, you'll kind of like do a Wolverine and Wolverine and then just stab them in the chest. Um, there's one that I currently use that's kind of more like a scorpion's tail. So it comes out the back, it'll come out, and then it'll come up and then just stab them in the top, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. There's one that you kind of... I don't remember how you do it. I think you stand back and things come up like this, uh, kind of an X in front of you. And if you do it, you'll turn around and then it'll, uh, the shards will come up and pierce the enemies, and like you'll just go like this, and it'll just shatter them. Um, so it's actually the animations are actually really cool, and it dif- depending on the different veil you have, it'll change that animation. Things I don't like about this game so far is I've realized how much I hate the silent protagonist trope. Now I don't mind it in Skyrim because they'll ask you a question or something and you'll have button prompts. You won't say the button prompt, but at least there'll be a button prompt or something. This one will be like the Louie or whatever. They're monologuing with some of the other group and they'll say, but we need your power. Do we have your power? And it'll cut to you and the person, the protagonist just sits there and just, no, it's not even that. It's like just a simple nod of the head. And it's like, I get it. Give me, I don't care if it's meaningless, but give me like a wheel prompt that I can choose from. So it feels like I'm contributing to the conversation. What I hate other as well as that, when you're creating your character, you have to choose a voice. So when you do, the only time that ever comes into account is like when you do your animation. So like your, your emotes kind of like in Dark Souls, you'll do like this, or you'll do, you'll sit down. They have a quote that you'll, your voice will say. That's the only time you'll ever really hear your voice. So it's like... That's silly. It's awkward and off-putting, but I'm really enjoying the game. Really enjoying it. Now, do you have more beef with the silent protagonist or the faceless protagonist? Silent protagonist. Okay. Because... Uh, for all intents and purposes, like uh, Master Chief. That was going to be my example, is Bungie games. Okay. I'm okay with that because to me, or even Skyrim, because you have a shield, you don't get to see your face. I, to me, that's fine because it doesn't take, it doesn't take out an aspect of the game. To me, it's a character, and you're still the character, still interacting with the people around them. Mm-hmm. This, I'm, I'm again, I'm still okay with the silent protagonist if it pulled, if pulled, uh, if done correctly. Breath this of the Wild. one is just never played it. Okay, fair. I think they do a really good job because Link never talks, but yet people talk to him. But yeah, yeah. he's very well. And animated. even if even if they talk to yeah, 
animation, really. For this, it's just a... Yeah. And for those audio listeners, I'm just kind of simply like putting my head down and up, kind of like I'm pseudo-nodding. And that's all the emotion there is. And I don't care if I'm just there and these guys, the rest of the group is talking within each other and they'll occasionally mention me. But if you're talking directly to me, give me something. Give me some sort of reaction. And that is why I hate, I'm hate. i not a fan of the silent protagonist trope. Fair. So I, whenever I think about that, I always think of uh, Halo Reach, unfortunately, I think is one of the games that I feel like would be better if they made Noble Six an actual character and wrote them as a character instead of the... Uh, we want the player to feel like they are Noble Six, and this is the player's story. It's like, I'm playing this game because you made a story. Make the story. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's and like my beef. How well do you remember Halo Reach? Because I very vaguely remember it. Pretty well. Did they in ever any instance talk, ask a question directly to the protagonist to you yeah. as yes noble okay yep and what was the response uh it, w- it would be an actual response i couldn't tell you but like there's the very beginning where you're first introduced and carter's talking to you and he was like i've read your file six blah 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 and then you give like a sentence and a half long answer i mean it's quick not really in depth but it's an answer like a soldier would give Okay. And, so. and see, imagine if they didn't give a response and you just, because again, this is first person, you just see the head just do this. Yeah. That would be off-putting. And to me, that's where it bridges the silent protagonist mm-hmm. in quotations with the, just give me emotion. Yep. Give me some sort of reaction that doesn't, that makes me feel like I am part of the game. Mm-hmm. Granted, this code vein is third person, but still. Awesome. I'm glad you're at least liking it, because this is your first Souls-like game that you've ever delved into, right? Yes. Honestly, I think it's... I don't want to say it's easy, but there hasn't been any part where I'm like, this is impossible. Good. And I think I'm quarter way, a third of the way through the game, and I'm only level nine. There's really no point to level up. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. If it's not super difficult, like dark souls or demon souls and you're like god damn i need to have my vitality up a little more or something like that yeah well cool gabe what games you've been playing you've been diving into anything this week um i have been playing surprisingly more Fortnite with you and logan than apex with donald and i think it was yesterday morning Kyle and I got like three wins or two wins. Yeah, we got two wins. That was quite a surprise. Yeah. And then last night, uh, Kyle hopped on on his phone and we were playing. And this man was hitting bow headshots, building like a pro. (laughs) I was getting headshots like fucking, but you get a medal if you hit somebody or down somebody over 100 meters or something like that. And I got two of those. And I just hit people for 148, and it would just was like, I'm on my phone with this joystick adapter thing. How am I playing better than I would be on a console or a computer? So are they like accolades from like Battlefield or even like COD? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then 
from our Apex games. Nothing. Where nothing I'm in his backpack, and by backpack I mean the casket that he's carrying around. I'm on my phone at the time to continue. That's not not entirely true. You rezzed me, and then I got fucked because we were in between three teams. Yeah, I res. We were top four, or top five, I think, and he. I was hidden because I was doing this, and he decided to go forward and loot. He died. I ran, got his banner, and then decided to res him right next to his box where there's in the middle of like a four-way, three-way gunfight. Nice. Respectable. It was commendable. But, uh... Again. No. He put up a fight. I got dumpstered, as one does, but he actually put up a fight. Awesome. Yeah, no, nothing much of note. Donald's now a silver one, while I'm still a bronze four. Hell That's because yeah. you just haven't played. No, not true. It takes kills to get points, and that means you have gotten plenty no, of kills. No, it doesn't. You also get points uh, based on how long you live, and if I sit in the corner of the map and gradually wait, I can rank up without getting a single kill. Okay, okay. Nice. Yeah, that was pretty much it. But I have been wanting to get into... I was tempted to buy Sekiro. Just yeah. because I've always... I've always just looked into it, and it looks so fun. I hear it's the most action and fast-paced of all the Souls-esque games. You mean Sayo-esque games? <laughs> get out of here. Alright, <laughs> moving on to me. Besides Fortnite, which I've been enjoying actually quite a bit, and there's like a two-week period where I feel like I couldn't have been bothered to play a game or anything, but played like, I don't know, I've put more hours into it this past three days than I have the past two weeks, and it felt good. It felt really fun. Um, but the other night while I was sitting at work, and I pulled out my Razer Kishi and plugged it into my phone and opened up that good old Game Pass app, I decided to jump into the Master Chief Collection because I knew the Fire Team Raven season uh, came out, which is, it's kind of neat. I haven't jumped into Master Chief Collection since they did the entire, like, season pass thing that they do. You don't have to buy anything. It's all 100% free. Every time you level up or do a rank up, you earn a, a point. I forget what it's called. I think it's like a title point or something like that. And you can view... All of the seasons, so all of the previous seasons, the unlocks aren't locked away because you didn't play that season. They're still there for you to unlock if you so choose if you want to. You just hit a tab over to go to the season. And then items correlate to how many ever many points. So, like, you can get a body armor chest piece for a one point, or you can get a new helmet for three points or something like that. But the uh, new season, um, the fire That's a good way to do it. I wish, like, Call yeah. of Duty, as much as I hope it's gonna happen i'd like the way they do that where there's past event skins or past season past skins that i want but i didn't get to play it because maybe i was a late a late adapter of that medium mm -hmm. like if i were to hop in and i just totally missed the six first eight seasons it still gives me an opportunity to get those items yeah and so one of the reasons why i wanted this to jump in for this season is because it's all based on fire team raven which are ODSTs, so it's all ODST-based, which is really cool. But Fireteam Raven is also the team that the Dave & Buster's arcade game is based on. So if you ever see the Halo arcade game in any arcade, it's actually here in the Heritage Mall in Albany, except they only have a two-person version, not the four-seated version. 
but it's you play as those characters, which is really cool. They're just modified ODSTs. And okay. I was sitting there and I was looking at it and was like, yeah, this is good. Played one game of multiplayer and ended up being Halo 4 Team Heavies 8v8. Had a lot of fun. We ended up winning. I got my upgrade points, jumped in to look at the customization. And my mind was fucking blown because Halo 3 was the game that I played. My that, that, That's the Halo. That's my multiplayer game. And the only customization options were shoulders, chest, helmet. That's it. They now have chest, the tech suit, so the black suit that you wear underneath you can change, visor, helmet, wrist accessory, both shoulders independent, a backpack accessory, and different things like that. Like almost full-on Halo Reach customization options for Halo 3. And it was just... It's super cool to see. I never thought that was a thing you could just like add in to that game, but it's it's there, it's there, and they added in a new map from uh, the Halo Online game that was short lived. That was Russia's free to play Halo game that they made a long time ago, <laughs> and they moved one of those maps. They remade it and put it into the Halo Three uh, engine, and so it's there in the playlist. I have yet to jump into it, but yeah, no, it's really cool what 343 is doing with that game i kind of wish i kind of wish they would merge halo 5 into the master chief collection just because i would love to that i think that game is the best arena combat game i've played where everything just feels even until you get a power weapon or find a power weapon but i even though i love it i wish my progress in that game would carry over to the master chief collection because i'm not a fan of halo 2 and so I don't really want to play any Halo 2 multiplayer. I know I can deselect Halo 2 from the matchmaking search, but that's still also a big hopper of people who play the game. So I don't want to not play a game. But yeah, besides that, I think, I think I'm going to start playing some more Halo, guys. But at the same time, I'm on the fence, not for Halo, but Ratchet and Clank on the PlayStation just got an update to jump from 4K30 to 4K60. And I've been really tempted to play that just because the new one Rift Apart's coming out in about two months. And I'm just fucking excited for Ratchet and Clank. In exactly two months. It's the 11th. Oh, Gabe, you turn 18 in two months. <laughs> Fuck Loki, you, man. Loki comes out in the 11th. Yes, I know. <laughs> hey, so graduate on the 11th. Oh, you graduate on the 11th? Yep. The least important day for everyone except me. Yeah, I don't think that's true. Oh, that's Arbor true. Day up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I put that there too. Alrighty, Logan, tell me what you've been playing. What video games you've been you've been sinking your teeth into? I've also been messing around with Three Four Three Studios. I have been playing Destiny Two the most oh, that's this week. Is it not? It was no. Oh, yeah, Bungie. Okay, yeah. That's right. 3-4. Okay, gotcha. But, played a shit ton of that. I've been getting back into Gambit, which is Destiny's, like, PvE and PvP-style game mode, where you pretty much compete against another team to who can kill the most shit the fastest and defeat a boss known as the Prime Evil. And it has not gotten any less sweaty. I played three matches today before I had enough. Every single one of those matches had at least one user of the 
Thousand Voices, which is the exotic um, fusion rifle they added at the end of Forsaken for a raid weapon. And it pretty much is a laser that fires, paints the ground, and then the ground explodes exactly where you paint it. Shit ton of damage. People would hop across the other side, start attacking players and use that, and absolutely melt a whole four-man squad. Didn't have a single match, but there wasn't one of them, so... Unfortunately, I don't know if I will revisit that game mode, just because I feel like it is still very biased towards who has the strongest weapon. Yeah, I've been hearing that uh, a couple of like the raids and stuff like that, if you don't have that weapon, groups will just kick you out. They won't even think twice. Yep. Which, uh, they did similar to Destiny 1, I think that was what the Galahorn was. It mm -hmm. was the baller horn. just such... Yep, such a good weapon that you didn't have it. Not enough DPS, kick you from the squad. Kyle didn't kick me. Nope. We suffered through it. You probably should have. I don't <laughs> think anyone on that team had... Uh, maybe maybe one person had Galahorn. I think but... I think one person did. I think it was the random guy we played with at it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Besides Destiny, I've been... Hopping around on some Black Ops zombies with Donald and Gabe, and then I played a couple more solo rounds today. I think I want to go back through the different Chronicle maps and just see if I can't do a couple of those Easter eggs. I'll do it with you. I'm down. There's... I don't think they're very different, but I'm the interested to see fucked. how... With Gobblegum being in a... Uh, ability in the game that wasn't there in the classic zombies if it would be easier to stock up and like prepare for an actual easter egg because i don't good. i don't know about gabe i know he has a shit ton of different uh gobblegum but i never personally have like hunted down or stocked up on any so got a lot of random ones and could only imagine what would happen if you like prepared with 10 perkaholics and then went into a an easter egg like trial Throughout all of my, all of my Black Ops Three, uh, shamefully spending money for Liquid Divinium, I think I only had like eight Perkaholics, and I used, I used one of them with Donald. Logan, and I played another game. I I used it. I used Shopping Free, which is another ultra rare. And my game and crashed. Fucking Logan's game crashed, so I just wasted it. <laughs> hey, but it paid off because we hopped on Fortnite with Kyle and had a blast. Yeah, you, you know what made me stay up to midnight. Me most about the Black Ops Three zombies that I really enjoy. What is how the my biggest complaint with Black Ops Two zombies was UI with friends, not knowing the maps or anything. Of course this guy and this guy are like booking it everywhere and like, Oh, don't come here. Come here. Come here. Trying to help me out. I'm like, I have no idea where here is. I it's like, Oh, well I'm by, I'm like, I'm going to stop you right there. You can explain it perfectly. I have no idea where that is. What black ops three has is x-ray vision. So I can see the character outline through, through the map. Yeah. 
And so I could see, oh, he's over there, and now I'm trying to get here at least. And so it was really nice to see that. I thought, I think the U, a clean UI and a good UI has quickly become my determining factor on whether I like a game or not. I could deal with shitty game mechanics as much as I hate to say it, but if your UI is clunky and hard to see and manage, I'm probably going to pass on it. Same. Same. I don't like fighting with games. I had an issue with Advanced Warfare because of that. Honestly, as much flack as that Call of Duty gets, I played a shit ton of it. I really enjoyed the multiplayer. Exozombies was an interesting experience. But my only issue was it had such a fucking ugly, like, HUD, and you couldn't really remove any of it, so kind of had to deal with it. Yeah, I I played quite a bit of multiplayer. And then I met one of Kyle's friends. I, I think it was, like, Darkness EMP or something. And... We played a little bit. Do you still play with him? No. Oh, okay. That gentleman's name is Daniel Bouchong, and he was a regular at GameStop who we got into a gamer score war battle challenge kind of oh, thing Oh, this with. is that guy. Yeah. And he made a bet with me that... So the bet was whoever could reach the next 10,000 gamer score so not get 10,000 but he was at like something uh 7,500 so he only needed 2,500 and I was at 6,000 so I needed 4,000 gamer score and I'll tell you what guys I have never hated playing games so much in my life than suffering through Terminator Salvation playing Lost via Dumas uh fucking whatever that other yeah Avatar and CSI I played those four games <laughs> just to do it. Um, so I another up, easy one, Aragon. <laughs> so I ended up beating him, and the game I made him play was originally going to be Rise of Nightmares for the Kinect. It was like a horror game that was Kinect exclusive, but we couldn't. We never got a pre-owned Kinect in or whatever during the time. So I made him dance to Applause by Lady Gaga on Just Dance 2014 during the Destiny Midnight launch here in Albany, which was probably the biggest midnight launch that we had, and there was about 300 people there. It was great. Nice. It's great. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's who Darkness Emp is. Hell yeah. Yeah. But that's been everything you've been playing, Logan? Pretty much, yeah. Nothing, nothing better than that. I gotta revisit Code Vein at some point. I need to beat that in near Automata. Yeah, I want to start playing some more near. That game's just fucking bizarre. All right, well let's time. Let's jump over I'm to what we've been watching. I'm super excited to hear from you guys more on that game. Yeah, let's jump over to what we've been watching. Uh, gonna do this kind of weirdly this week because we, a lot of us have watched Invincible and then both Logan and I have watched Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I'm going to talk real quick about Big Fish and then us three will talk just in depth about the episode of, uh, Invincible and then we will talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier. And if you want to mute, go ahead and mute or deafen. But all right. So I watched a movie today called Big Fish. Never heard of it. Never knew anything about it. It's a... 2000 i think it came out in 2003 2002 it's an olderish movie it stars ewan mcgregor and it's a it's directed by tim burton and it's a story 
it's weird. It kind of jumps around in time. Like there's Ewan McGregor is the young version of this guy, but it's the older version of like an 80 year old man telling the story to like his son and things like that. And it's just jumps back in time as Ewan McGregor, as he tells these stories, kind of like princess bride style in a way. Um, but it's very touching and it was like a very personal movie because it's all about like his son doesn't really like him or anything like that because he's a storyteller and he doesn't know anything about this guy's life because a lot of the stories he's told have had lies in them and so he doesn't know what to believe in things like that and he ends up getting in a fight with him over uh, like on his wedding night and doesn't talk to him for three years and then finds out that his the doctor family doctor is taking him off a of chemo because it's just not helping and so he ends up going and seeing him and yeah it's just like a really personal good movie and it's very much a tim burton movie like all the normal hard hitters are there it feels like with tim burton and just meaning his wife helena boham carter is always in a tim burton movie um but yeah no i really liked it went in with no expectations and cried at the end so good movie good movie in my book was fuck what's his name Had Danny DeVito and Steve Buscemi in it. I'll come back to it. Sounds good. Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp was Johnny Depp in it. Johnny Depp was not in it. Okay. I'm happy we both got there. <laughs> I I kind of hate you for calling him Buscemi. Buscemi. Yeah. Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. <laughs> I I love him in fucking Mr. Deeds, man. Yep. Yep. Same. All right, but let's talk Invincible. Anybody who doesn't want to hear spoilers about Episode 5 and Invincible, please feel free to skip. We will try and keep it at the two-minute mark, starting now. Holy shit. Gabe, how do you feel? I liked it. I enjoyed how it made Invincible seem more like a mortal than all the other episodes. You would say it made a Invincible feel invincible? Immortal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cause he got he got the shit beat out of Donald. Logan, how'd you feel? The ending instantly felt like another ten minute ending of the similar to the first episode, where you feel like a con- uh, character has control of the situation, and then the writers very quickly remind you that that can change in an instant, and the heroes definitely lost control there. Yeah, so to break it kind of down, Donald, this episode is about um, you kind of get introduced to a Luke Cage-esque character. It's a gentleman who can make like a stone shield, like his entire body turned to stone. And you find out that he is actually working for basically the kingpin of an entire district. And he wants out. He doesn't want to do this. He has a family. The only reason why he's doing it is because he needed money and stuff. So he ends up going to Invincible saying, hey, you help people help me take out my boss. And his boss is a gentleman named Machine Head, who's just like a robot head. And he ends up getting this chip where he can see different probabilities and different outcomes in the future. So when Invincible and this gentleman, the stone guy, go to fight him, uh, Machine Head decides to call in all of these different people that he found across the universe or whatever that were like basically bounty hunters because he has a lot of money to fight them. And our titular character, Invincible, gets fucked up by basically Lionel, the leader of the Thundercats, takes a giant maul and just hits him right in the chest and implodes his chest into the ground. And yeah, he he just 
it's a lot of blood. The teen team or the heroes of a globe, the new heroes of a globe show up and they just all get fucked up and destroyed. And it was just brutal. I think the only quarrel with the episode I have, and I was talking to Gabe about it, is the lion character that ends up doing all of this destruction leaves. He goes through a teleport. He's like, oh, you aren't worth my time and leaves. But I feel like with how they wrote his character and his how his character acted, it felt weird that he would dip without killing everyone. It kind of seemed like he would have finished the job and then left. Like, I get the ogre unworthy. They're not as strong as I thought they were. But at the same time, cats play with their food till they're dead. So that's the only problem. And I it. it was like he was being paid to be there to protect Machine Head. And he's just like, nope, not my problem. Well... He said that the only reason he came there was to look for strong, worthy opponents. But he still accepted it. So, I mean... Yeah. And then the end credit, end credit stinger is the government or whatever takes a sample of Invincible's blood since his dad is set up to be the main villain. Um, and they talk about trying to find a way to kill a Viltramite, which is the alien race that Omni-Man is and that Mark is half of. So they're doing experiments on the blood to try and find a weakness. I was thinking they are going to try to clone him. No, no, they do kind of go into the cloning stuff of the last episode, and they might end up cloning Invincible. I'm not sure how this is going to go. I need to read the comics. Because it's just I think so they were going to try. It's going to be an imperfect clone, and obviously they're going to fight, and Invincible's going to kick the shit out of them. Say... You're an imperfect copy of me, and words, 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 and then we all know where that's going to go. Mm-hmm. Gabe and Logan, do either one of you have anything else to talk about the episode? I enjoyed the new kingdom. It? Agreed. Agreed. All right, shall we jump over to Falcon and Winter Soldier, Logan? Yup. Give me a thumbs up when you're done. Will do. So, Falcon and Winter Soldier has been an interesting ride because it is very much not WandaVision and where you're trying to speculate what can happen next. It's very much just a straightforward action show where you kind of, you can kind of tell where it's going. This episode, you kind of know that John Walker, the new Captain America, is a dick and a douchebag and is in no way like Steve Rogers because if the first Captain America movie before Steve gets the serum... It's very much Stanley Tucci's character tells him it amplifies the person. And Steve Rogers was good at heart. He was a little guy who still stood up even though he got knocked down and got the shit pushed out of him and stuff like that. He still tried. And so that's why they chose him is because good amplifies good. And throughout the movie, like Red Skull, Red Skull was evil. He took the serum and he becomes Red Skull. And so... This The first couple episodes, it's very much like John Walker has something to prove. He has to prove he is Captain America. And he keeps on saying that because he's not a super soldier, he can't be Captain America. And in this episode, he gets the ability to uh, take that serum. He stops Baron Zemo from destroying all of the vials that are left over of the serum. And there's a one left, and he ends up pocketing it. And he ends up having, like, a heart-to-heart conversation with his sidekick, Battlestar, about, like, hey, what would you do? If you had the option to take the serum, would you do it? And in an instant, Battlestar's like, hell yes, I'd do it. Um, 
And then the next scene, when uh, you see John Walker, he ends up kicking a dude through a fucking wall. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, he took this. And you're just waiting, and you're waiting to see when shit goes sideways. And Bucky makes a comment, and Sam makes a comment of, what did you do? And John Walker's just like, we have to stop them. They kidnapped Battlestar. We have to find him. And I'm sorry, they what? Kidnapped him. They captured. I heard his... cap napped. Oh. I wasn't exactly sure <laughs> no. if I heard that or. They captured his uh, partner, mm-hmm. and um... oh man, so they just start going through and are fighting all of the flag smashers of this terrorist organization. There's a handful of them who are anti. Very very super soldiers. They took the super soldier serum, um, and so it's kind of like super soldier fighting all the way throughout with Sam Falcon being the only person without it. And there's a scene where Carly, the leader of the Flag Smashers, goes to attack John Walker, and Battlestar ends up jumping in the way to try and protect him, because Carly has a knife or something like that. And he ends up getting hit so hard and flown against a pillar that his neck breaks, and he's just dead. And John, this is his best friend who he served in the Iraq War with or Afghanistan with, goes up and like presses you know checks for a pulse and is like hey buddy hey buddy are you okay and then snaps the music turns off it's just muted sounds all of the flag smashers like oh shit we have to run and john walker jumps out a window and hunts a guy down he sees one of the terrorists running away and ends up kicking him into like a middle of a plaza where a statue's at or whatever and there's a couple there's like two cement steps he kicks him up against it. The guy's pleading for his life. Like, hey, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. I didn't kill him. Blah, 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 blah. Bunch of civilians circling around them with their phones out. And what does Captain America do in this situation, guys? He's telling me he curb stomps his bitch. He straight up Malcolm X's him. He beheads him with the American shield. He just oh. takes the American shield and fucking slams it into this guy's neck onto the cement. And the last scene of this episode is him standing there, gazing around, seeing that everybody has it on camera, and he tightens the shield on his arm, and the bottom half of it's just dripping with blood. And that's how the episode ends. And holy shit, does Wyatt Russell do a good job of making you hate him. (laughs) But it's... I'm really excited. There's two episodes left. The fifth episode, I guess, is supposed to have some big cameo of a Marvel character, not a Marvel Universe character that we have met already, but a big Marvel character is supposed to be a part of it. So I'm excited to see who that is. But yeah, no, we got two more weeks of that, and I'm just very excited. It started, the show started off slow, but now it's just picking up momentum and steam, and I love it. Logan, your thoughts? I want to know how it's going to go in the sense of John Walker being Captain America, whether he is going to keep holding that shield and lead a very, like, dishonored mascot now, or whether he's going to be painted out into a villain, or they find someone new to take the shield. I very much want to see how that affects his, like, what he's supposed to be as a character right now. Like, you would think that with how much they're touching upon America with this, with Sam being just being an African-American living in America. I'm wouldn't be completely surprised if the government tries spinning it as if it's the only thing he could have done. 
He's still a good guy. He had to kill him. He was a terrorist. So I I'm... think it's going to get painted as a terrorist act on international grounds, mm -hmm. most likely. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see the shit that falls from it. Yeah. Alrighty, I'm going to let Gabe back in. Thumbs up. But yeah, that's what we've been watching this week. Let's jump over to reading. Gabriel, what have you been reading this week? Tell me about your fan fiction. Not fan fiction, man. Fan fiction wouldn't need an original, and then the, the fiction would be a sub-original about the original. I mean, I don't know. This could be a ripoff. It sounds like every other thing I've read, so... But what I have been reading... So what I'm hearing is it's a student who has latent powers who is hiding their powers, or these people are stuck in this thing and they're trying to... No, you don't, you don't read a lot of those. It's a student who uh, is possessed and needs to save something. Oh. <laughs> okay, so it is a reincarnation story. Fuck! But you got, no, you got somewhere right. So it is a light novel called That's Master funny. of the End Times. And in this world, uh, there are these things called spatial tears or spatial rifts, which monsters from other worlds slash universes can crawl out from. And our main character went through life. He, uh, so this is before he got reincarnated. He, uh, after he got awakened, because you get, like, an injection when you're 16, and you have, like, 30 days to awaken, and if you don't awaken an ability, then you just have to go with martial arts or something. But he had an ability. He showed it off a lot. And, like, a few days after he got awoken, he got kidnapped by this, like, laboratory or organization that's called, like, the Z Organization. And they were working on implanting abilities in other people. So he had his ability mostly stolen from him. So he went through life, and since he wasn't able to be an ability user, he had to learn uh, martial arts slash strengthening skills. So blah, 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 blah. Ten years later, he's fighting a monster. He kills the monster, but since he's bleeding out, he dies too. He goes back in time to right before he gets the awakening serum and goes through that, awakens his ability, and he learns that his full ability is actually able to absorb the strength and stats of anything he kills, which includes, like, uh, if he kills a... I forgot what they called. I'll just call them ancient warriors. If he kills an ancient warrior who has been practicing a lot of strengthening skills, he gets all of their progress in, like, consciousness, I think it's called, and body strength. So it's, like, perception and body strength. But he goes through, and the only reason he didn't die in the lab in the first life was because he fell on a dead ultra beast, which is, like, a monster. And he was able to absorb some of its power to survive. 
because they weren't able to completely uh, steal his ability. So he still had like a tenth or a thousandth of what it was. But he absorbed part of it. So once he got reincarnated, he went back to the lab to try to, you know, rescue it since he had debt. But he found out that the beast was already dead. And what he actually absorbed was its child, like the embryo. So he takes this embryo and starts raising it. And it turns out to be like a, a, a silver fox thingy thing. And it has spatial abilities. And yes, Donald, he, he, he is a student who hides his powers. And that's no, pretty much my, it. So when he gets reincarnated, he travels back in time. So theoretically, this is before the time that he was in the lab. So when he goes back to the lab to pay off it to get the serum oh is it no. to get the awakening serum or to no prevent... he already it was to save the beast since he absorbed gotcha. the beast okay. to survive okay okay so I he felt kind of indebted no uh they the awakening serum you just have to pay for it and the government gives it to everyone but he since he was raised at an orphanage the so orphanage like pre pretty much pretty much yeah yeah no definitely the orphanage he was at uh, paid for all of their 16-year-old children to go and get the serum. And right after they got the serum, uh, before he got reincarnated, he was knocked out. I think he tripped and fell over. So he wasn't awake during the time. But a spatial tear opened, and his best friend was protecting his body, and his best friend died. So after he reincarnated, he made sure to protect his best friend. So now he's creating, like... So he doesn't perfectly know the future because mm -hmm. he's creating all these butterfly effects and stuff. So he... First life, he flaunched his powers, got kidnapped, words, words, words. Second life, he's like, not going to do that. So then did he pretend he had no power and then went the... Uh, martial arts route or no um, he is something that's called an, a, a dark ability user and there are only like three or four of them on record in that world so but since he's able to have uh, absorb things he was able to absorb some fire runes included in his darkness ability so he is using a fire ability instead of his he's actual ability. This fire ability is one. Is his ability? What, yeah. Is what was awakened? Okay. Yeah, but since he is absorbing all the strength of everything he kills, he is already pretty much. They go from a, I think the lowest tier is like a G, G nine or a G one, and, um, it takes most people like a year or two to do that. But a month and a half after he awakened, he is publicly an F7. Uh, like, and uh, lower is better? Lower no. is more powerful? No. I, I don't think so. I think it's G1 is the lowest, and then G9 is the highest. And it, once it hits 10, he goes to F. And I think it goes so up to F S. Is stronger than G? Yes. Okay. It goes all the way up to A. It goes, like, to ranks. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. How many pages? How many... 
I'm just kidding. How many pages am I? No. How many pages am I in, or how many pages does it have? In. I want to know. Both. I am 270 pages in. That's like two days. How many languages you could learn? She doesn't even know English. It's fair. Yeah. Come on, man. I have been interested in learning Mandarin, though. So I am 274, and there are in total... 10,072. That's like 38%. Real quick math. In total, there's only 830. Hold on. What? He's gonna do How math. far are you in again? 274 out of 830. I said 38, and that's 33. Hey. Hey. All right. Well, I've been digging into a book, which has been really surprising. Usually I haven't been able to read things that don't have pictures, but plot twist, this has pictures in it as well. But not the kind of like a comic book does. I've been reading This Is How You Make a Movie by Tim Grease Grierson. Um, I'm about 25, 30 pages into it. Not very far. I don't know how long the book is. I would like to say it's about 200 pages. I could grab it off my shelf real quick, but it's about that thick. It's a hardcover. Um, I'd read it in a day. It's, I really like this book because it goes through different acting styles. Like, I think it starts off with method acting and then it goes into a different type of acting. But instead of giving you just like exposés or basically an essay of what the acting method is and why people do it, it picks three or four films or actors and like the film that they were in, why they did it so well and what they did to do it so well. So like so it first, gave examples. Yeah. So when it talks about method acting, it goes into uh, Lincoln with Paul Thomas Anderson, I think is his name. I forget, but the gentleman who played Lincoln in Lincoln, it talked about how everything that he did to get into that character, but more importantly, everything that uh, whoever played his wife did and how realistic her portrayal was and the shoes that she put herself in for it. It talked about Marlon Brando in one of his movies. I forget which one it was, but it was one of his early movies, how he... It's not even a thing that's explored in the film or in the story, but he's a dock worker. And so he went and spent a week working on a dock with dock workers to get the feel of how they worked and stuff like that. Gabriel, I have a question. Yes. Uh, are you talking about Abraham Lincoln, like the actor who played Abraham, or the actor who played his son? The actor that played Lincoln. Okay. It was Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis, yes. He's in Paul W.S. Anderson movies. I think is who directs him a lot. Um, yeah, no, I'm really liking it. There's a bunch of other things in the book. Like, if you look at the back, it tells you all the different chapters. And they go into different film cuts, like smash cuts, transitions, and things like that. And so I'm I'm just loving it. I want to just sit down for a day and just, sit, just read through it. Because it's really cool. Hmm. But that's all that we've been reading. So let's move over to a more exciting thing. Logan, we drank a bunch of Mountain Dew this week. At all six flavors. Cool, you did. Awesome. I was going to ask if you were able to find the sixth. Where did uh, you find the sixth? 
Walmart. Okay, because I remember last time uh, Kyle said that Freddy's. He, the only place he could find it was Target. Yes. And then, oh, Target? And the, yeah, Target was the only place I could find it. Because it was a it. strawberry melon? melon? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, and cool. then I walked into Freddy's. I watched, on... I watched the podcast. <laughs> I walked into Freddy's on Wednesday and they had an entire case of them. So I was like, oh, they must be out in the wild. So I told Logan. But uh, uh, let, how do we want to do this? Logan, what's your favorite? My favorite flavor is pomegranate blue burst. Okay, you like the Pepsi Blue flavored one. That one's pretty good. I would have to say that's up there in my top three. Uh, I think my favorite has to be the Strawberry Melon. I think Strawberry Melon's my favorite. What's your second favorite? My second favorite? I really liked Orange Breeze. That one surprised me a lot. Uh, that it was just too... like a much lighter orange. That one's like at the bottom of my barrel. Uh, not a huge fan, uh, but the second time I had it, I bought two cans of each. Uh, the second can that I had of it, I realized it was very much just a, kind of like a diet live wire, so it wasn't as bad as the first time I had it, but not, not a big fan. I think my I think that's why I liked it. It was just the much less sugary orange flavor I was looking for versus something like, like a live wire that I just don't think I would drink unless they came out with a zero version or something like this. Mm -hmm. uh, my fifth, second favorite flavor would have to be the tropical one. It has kind of like a pineapple coconut tropical flavor. Sunrise. Yeah, big fan of that one. Which one's next? Hit Third with, favorite. Hit me with three through six. All right. If I had to put them in order, top being pomegranate, I think second... I think second would have ended up being Orange Breeze. My third place was definitely Strawberry Melon. Getting to the bottom of the barrel, I think Tropical Sunrise was good. Not low enough for last. Between Berry Blitz and Peach Mango Dawn, I think Peach Mango Dawn was probably my least favorite out of all of them. It just tasted like... Nothing my special. mom tried it too, and the way she described it hit perfectly. If you were to get just like a tiny bit of peach and just add that essence to Sprite, that is all I could taste. Yep, that one was the biggest disappointment for me. So that one's number six. Number so was there any mango tape flavor at all? Not really. Not really. It was very upsetting. Um, number five would have to be orange for me. Number four and three, it's kind of interchangeable between the blueberry pomegranate and the berry blitz. I like both of them. One of them tastes like Mountain Dew Revolution when that was a thing, and then the other one tastes like Pepsi Blue, pretty much. And then number three would have to be... Uh, blah, blah. Uh, oh, I said four and three already. And then two would be Tropical, and then one would be Strawberry Melon. But yeah, I very much like them for what they are. For two bucks, you get like a 25 calorie energy drink, and yeah, I know they're pretty good. I think because Mountain Dew just did that Major Melon release too, if if I hadn't have tasted that before I did all the Mountain Dew Rises, I think Strawberry Melon definitely would have been one of the top tier. It's really good, but I've already found what my favorite melon fix is, and that Major Melon Zero is just top tier. Yep, yep, you're not wrong there. Um, besides those, I've actually had a couple other drinks. I ran out of pre-workout. I had a blue raspberry Jolly Rancher flavored pre-workout previously. I ended up finishing that on Saturday. 
Saturday? No, Friday. Finished that on Friday. So yesterday I went into GNC and was like, okay, let me let me buy some new ones. And there's a company called a Ghost. And they usually team up with brands to come out with flavors. I remember one point in time I had a ch uh, Chips Ahoy flavored protein powder by them, which was really good. Very much enjoyed it. Um, but their pre-workout section, when I was there, they had Cherry Limeade Slush from Sonic, Welch's Grape, they had uh, Red Berry Sour Patch Kids, or the one that I grabbed sour watermelon warhead pre-workout and this morning i had it for just the first time and i very much liked it it wasn't wasn't like artificial watermelon flavory but it was definitely sour but not like a gross vitamin-y sour just like an actual warhead sour and i i really liked it and didn't give me the jitters or anything like that like a lot of other pre-workouts do so that was really cool um and while I was there, I also grabbed a, they have, they sell like pre-made ones, energy drinks or whatever that are already in cans. And I saw that they had a tropical mango one. And I was like, oh man, I'm a big bitch for mango. I'll grab this. Not a fan. Not a fan of a pre-canned drink. It was way too sugary. The mango just was, if you took the flavor of mango and then like amplified it by three, it was just like a little too powerful. Not a huge fan. But ended up drinking it. It was 10 calories, so whatever. But yeah, I think that's all that I've been eating. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's everything. It's a short podcast. Yeah. It's, which is We were talking about short. It's still 40 an hour something minutes. 15? No, no. no. We're you at got like an hour, hour eight right now. Yeah, like I said, hour uh, 15. Shut up. I thought you got here at 8.30, not 7.30. No. It was more like 7.45, but whatever. I True. appreciate you making me feel better. Yeah. You yeah. know, it had to have been 7.50. Sounds about right. But yeah, that was it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us. Episode 8 is in the can. We're starting to get into the busy season, so these might be a little lackluster on content. I know we work a bunch this week, and Donald has baseball and stuff. Gabe and Dude, Logan are preparing to I've graduate. got baseball season starting up. Oh, man, I've got baseball stories. Oh, that's true. I'm excited for those. Especially with COVID and how much horse shit it's going to happen. Dude, it's going to be a shit show. I am very excited. <laughs> oh my God. Donald rubs his temple right now very fiercely. So for those of you watching, if you know anything about baseball, we're, I'm an umpire. We're not supposed to handle baseballs. So the biggest thing you've been pushing is pace of play. We need to speed up the game. We need to get the game going. We need to keep the game moving along. We're not allowed to handle baseballs. That's going to slow down the game. The defense has to throw in baseballs. That's going to slow down the game. The pitcher is trying to get a grip on the ball. So what do they do, Kyle? What do they do? They, they, lick, their, they lick their hands and kind of rub it off. Rosin bag, whatever. As soon as they lick their hands, time. Nope. New baseball. I'm just, I know what you're doing, but you can't. Wipe it off. Fine. Time. New baseball. Dude, we can't handle lineup cards. Everyone on the field has to be wearing a mask, and it has to be worn correctly. And I'm just not ready to be a, a fucking babysitter. Because you know what's going to happen. Fuck. 
Awesome. Well, let's do our sign-off. Thank you again, everyone. If you'd like to catch more from me, feel free to follow me on Twitter. I've been trying to post more on there, either with retweets or pictures of cats or just other random things. I'm at Wopawoop, W-O-O-B-U-W-O-O-P. Donald, where can people find you? Well, apparently you can't find me anywhere, but um, I haven't been streaming much, but when I do, I will try to do some on twitch.tv slash Mojave Redneck. I'll try to do some this week, but we'll see how that goes. Awesome. Gabriel? Uh, out Mohawk Lugie on Twitter. M-N-T-W-A-N-A-H-O-K-A-L-U-G-I. Awesome. And lastly, Logan? You follow my shenanigans at Bogolo Bogano at, on Twitter. Awesome. And with that, everyone, until next week, be kind and rewind. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Cheers. <laughs>